Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. Today, we're going to be diving into some NBA trade talks and how it's mo- and how it's re- impacted the league so far. The big trade happened when the Clippers traded Tobias Harris, uh, Bowman Marjanovic, and Mike Scott to the Philadelphia 76ers for Landry Shamet, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, a 2020 first rounder, and a 2021 unprotected first rounder via Miami with two second round, second round picks. We're also going to be talking about LeBron James and the Lakers in the trade discussion so far, as well as the Wizards trading Otto Porter Jr. to the Bulls for Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker. First of all, we're going to be talking about the Clippers. The Clippers won that trade because as good as Tobias Harris is, he's a really good player, averaging 20 points a game this year. The Clippers won the trade because they have two first-rounders. With the assistance of Hall of Fame general manager and player Jerry West, I believe that they'll make the right picks for their franchise moving forward. Jerry, Bu- Jerry West is, a, is, a, is, a, is the type of general manager that has been successful everywhere he's been, and I believe the same thing will be happening in Los Angeles for the Clippers. For the 76ers, on the other hand, they've totally um, gotten rid of the process. Or at least from the process perspective. Um, they traded away two first rounding picks for Tobias Harris. It means that they're trying to win right now. The issue with that is how good will, that, will they fit together? How and, and is this good enough for them to get it out the East? Because you still have two legitimate title contenders in the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. Both these teams surround their stars with legitimate good talent good quality talent and they know how to mesh and work hard together and the Philadelphia 76ers have shown sometimes that they don't always work hard every night they're very talented young core Ben Simmons Joel Embiid uh, Jimmy Butler and all those guys but Joel Embiid has is still injury prone and I feel like they're still trying to work out with his minutes Ben Simmons he's a great player the problem is he does not have a shot yet and Jimmy Butler is the type of guy he, you know, he's he's a guy had had to work for everything he's got, and I believe that uh, uh that they'll have a shot to make it out of the East. Um, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough, but they're still not good enough to beat the Warriors. When you look at the projected uh, 76ers uh, starting five, you have Ben Simmons, JJ Reddick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. For the Warriors, you have Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and DeMarcus Cousins. All those guys are all-star caliber players. Draymond Green might be the lesser according to, you know, some aspects of the game because he's not the best offensive player. But he knows he's the type of guy. He's the facilitator. He's the guy who hustles hard. And I'm not saying that. That Stephen Curry and Clay and all those guys don't hustle hard, but he's like the, the the sometimes the force of what makes that team go because he's the physicality of it. And so, I think from that perspective, you know, he's he's a guy who should be respected from that aspect. But when you look at these overall matchups, the Warriors already have two mismatches. They have JJ Redick and Clay Thompson. Obviously, Clay Thompson is better than JJ Redick. He is. He's better. He's a better player. I, I like J.J. Redick. He's a good player. But Klay Thompson is one of the greatest shooters NBA has ever seen. Then you got Kevin Durant and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is a legitimate all-star. 
He's a perennial all-star. But we're talking about Kevin Durant. We're talking about one of the greatest offensive players in NBA history. He's led the league in scoring four times. That's rare that someone leads the league in scoring four times. Michael Jordan's done it. Uh, George Gervin's done it. Uh, Will Chamberlain's done it. Those are the only people who've led the league in scoring multiple years in a row consecutively. Kevin Durant is one of those guys. That's why the, the, the 76ers don't have a chance. They want to win now. The problem with that, though, is if they don't win now, they still have to sign. They have, they have to go and they have to go luxury tax because Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler can be a free agent by the end of the year, by the end of this season. So they, they want to win now. The question is, are they good enough to win the finals? And I still think the NBA, the, the NBA is the Warriors. The Warriors, it's the Warriors to lose. The only way the Warriors lose is if there's a catastrophic injury. And I hope that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not a Warriors fan by any means. But I don't want anyone to go down an injury. But um, next up, we're going to be talking about LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, as well as, the big, as well as is the big ballers LeVar Ball's antics going to have his sons blackballed into not going into the NBA? Here's a word from our sponsors. Valentine's Day is coming up. If you want to buy something nice for your significant other, Mary Kay is offering 50% off for their products from now until February 15th. For more information, visit www.marykay.com slash Anessa, A-A-N-E-S-S-A, as well as emailing Anessa at marykay.com. Welcome back to Let's Talk Sports with Timothy McCain. Now we're on to the Lakers and LeBron James. Now, when we're talking about LeBron James, we're talking about one of the greatest offensive players of all time, one of the greatest complete players of all time, arguably top five, maybe even greater. We're talking about a guy in LeBron James who's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And scoring isn't even his main option. Like, he's a guy who likes to pass first. We're talking about a guy who's passed first who's going to be the NBA's all-time leading scorer. That just tells you the greatness of LeBron James. But my issue with LeBron James is not necessarily his play on the field, but the leadership of these trade talks. You see, I don't believe that LeBron James has effectively helped his teammates in the long run. And I believe it will be a detriment to the team and to the young players in the NBA for now and the future. What I personally believe is that LeBron James thinks, because the time time is clicking, time is totally ticking off, and these guys, it's going to take some time for them to develop, but LeBron James is 34 years old, and I believe these guys are like, man, LeBron James don't believe in us. LeBron James doesn't think that we can help him win the championships. Some would say, well, don't the stats show that? I mean, y'all not ninth place. LeBron James was out with a groin injury, and nobody really stepped up. Clay, Kyle Kuzma had some, some moments where he was doing really well, but then it kind of dwindled, and he wasn't the same player. And so I feel like from that perspective, they looked at it, and that's where all this stuff with Anthony Davis and, and the trade talks and everything started happening. But the New Orleans Pelicans believed they were being blackballed, that they were being uh, punked. And they didn't want to be punked. They were going to do everything in their power to mess with the Lakers. Because they believed that 
the Lakers and LeBron James and Rich Paul had everything to do with their star player saying that they were that they were going to not resign. And so they decided to be petty. Say that they were going to trade Anthony Davis, but they weren't. And if they do trade it to Anthony Davis, if they do trade Anthony Davis, it's not going to be to the Lakers. So basically, LeBron James is out talking about Anthony Davis. He doesn't really talk about it personally, but, you know, his guy, Rich Paul, is the agent for Anthony Davis. And so there's some issue with that, people think. I just feel like, you know, he tells people to stay off social media, but he's on social media talking about, hey, look, has there been a, has a trade happened with my team possibly? Has Anthony Davis come? Has Alonzo gone? Has Kyle Guzma gone? Has Brandon Ingram gone? Are all these niggas gone? Are they gone? Excuse my French. Are they gone? And so I think, I think from that perspective, <laughs> I think from that perspective, uh, they're, they're, they're a team that's frustrating. And it showed. It really showed uh, when they, uh, the last game they played, when they played the Pacers. When the Pacers beat them by 40. It was 136 to 94. How are you going to let the Indiana Pacers beat you without their star player? Their star player, Victor Oladipo, is out for the whole season. And you're telling me that he that that you let the Pacers just punk you, just destroy you. And so I know these guys are young, but if I was in their position, or if I was, if I were to, to talk with one of these guys, I would say, look, do the checks still cash? The the goal is to make it to the NBA and you're in it. So no matter where you play, even if you saw LeBron James and LeBron James is your hero or whatever, and, and you grew up watching them and stuff like that, LeBron James, this is the business. LeBron James wants to win right now, and he believes that guys like Anthony Davis who are established can get them and can get him there. And I believe you, that players should use this as motivation to be better, not to be worse, to be better, to prove not only to... Uh, to people who don't believe in you, but to yourself, that you can do it, and so that's what I would—that's what I would say to those young players. Um, but speaking about Lavar Ball and and Lonzo Ball, I believe personally that that Lavar Ball is doing his son a disservice. I believe that that Lavar Ball has initially—he initially helped out Lonzo. He he was the reason why. Lonzo Ball was drafted number two by Lakers. He had so much hype around his son that people really bought in, including myself. I I bought bought into Lonzo Ball, the Lonzo Ball hype, and I still like the Ball family. I like the fact that Lavar Ball has started the JBA that he that he had that he went another route with with his sons and basketball and everything like that. And the Mellow, he used he he recently went to Spire and everything, and so. We see a type of, uh, of dialogue and discussion where, it's, where where a black man can start his own league and 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 do things outside of the norm, and so I respect that. But I believe that he's blackballing his sons by talking about, oh, well, players were, were raggedy; they weren't as good without my son. You don't have to bring down players to to elevate your son and his ability. That actually works against. 
him and your other sons who want to go in the league. And so I feel like that if if they if these guys, if these young if these three young brothers, Lonzo Ball, Jello, and Lamella Ball want to be in the league, they've got to play loud. They got to their plays got to be louder than their father's mouth. Like Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown can dye his his mustache brown, light brown, like he's Chris Brown, but it don't work. You know what I'm saying? But he can do all that stuff. You know, he could do all that kind of crazy stuff, but his production is still louder than than what he's than what he says or what he you know what he looks like. And so I feel like Lavar has has, made, has gained a national following with his mouth. And it's and it's been a positive for them and their family, but also it's, it can become a negative if the play on the field does not equal or exceed what Lavar Ball is saying. And so that's what they, they need to play better, or they will be blackballed. They will be, and it's unfortunate to see if if Lavar Ball keeps talking and Lonzo Ball, uh, Jello, and Lamella Ball do not add up to the star status that their father put out for them. Because then they're a laughing stock, and that's the last thing that I want to see personally for them. Because I actually like the family. The next, the last thing we're going to be talking about is the Washington Wizards and the Otto Porter trade. First off, the the, the contract that they gave him was crazy. They gave him twenty six, so he's got twenty six million dollars for averaging twelve points a game. Now, 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 granted, he's a professional athlete, so he's good. He's a good player. But $26 million is something you, you would give to like somebody who should be averaging 18, 19, 20 a game. You know? That's what I that's what I believe. Um, so they traded him to the Chicago to the Chicago Bulls for Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis. I believe the Wizards won the trade because not only were they able to save money, but they were able to get two legit two good players. Whereas um, the Bulls getting Otto Porter. It really doesn't help them. The Bulls, the Bulls are not going to be good for a while, man. I mean, I'm not sure what's Jimmy Butler. He might have ruined them. I don't know, but they're they're just not the same team. They're not. They they, they have not been the same team since Derrick Rose injured himself the first time. Derrick Rose was an exceptional player, and um, he's bouncing back. But Chicago needs something. They need something quick because they're going down the drain fast. But I think. Washington needs to be careful on how they they treat John Wall, and they need to make sure that he's healthy because he's still an incredible player. He needs to prove himself in the big moments in the playoffs, but he's a really good player. Um, I root for John Wall. I think he's he's a guy who has a lot of heart, and not and and people might you know think well he he doesn't show up or he's he's a guy who can't shoot. If he works on his shot, he can be a, a legit guy. A legit superstar. He's a star, but I think he could be a legit superstar. Um, and so, uh, even though the the um, the Wizards uh, are paying forty him forty eight million dollars to sit in the chair for the next twelve months, I think it will be well worth it if he has the right mentality and comes back stronger than he's ever been. Works on his ability, rest up. Work on that mental aspect of the game because it's a mental aspect of the game as well as a physical aspect, and so uh, I think that's what he's got to work on. This is this is all for Let's Talk Sports with Timothy McCain. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good one.